Welcome to Doers of the Word podcast, brought to you by Victory Ministries in Johnson City, Tennessee. The Bible says in Hosea 4-6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We're here to provide knowledge in the Word of God and make testimonies available through this podcast from people who have come to our ministry and have been set free and delivered through and by the Word, love, and prayers. And now, with today's podcast, here's Pastor Emery. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Doers of the Word. You know, the Bible tells us in James 1.22 to be you doers of the Word and not hearers only. Um, you know, the Bible tells in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Not that you might be, but it's that you are a new creature. So welcome back again to today's broadcast. We're going to be talking today about commitment. I know this is where a lot of, I believe, in my opinion, a lot of Christians today have missed the point that they have become, they've not been, become committed to God, not from their lack of ability, but totally from their lack of commitment. So we want to a little bit about today. Um, you know, the Bible tells us, Psalms 37, 5, to commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Notice that it might not be that it's going to be coming to pass. You know, the Old Greek Dictionary um, tells us, you know, when we go back and look at that meaning, commit, it actually means to perform, to do, or to execute, offer, and pledge. When we commit ourselves to the Lord, once again, we become a disciple and possess a sincere desire to want to please Him. Ain't that right, honey? That's right. Amen. Got my, I forgot to welcome my little bride with me today. Liz, tell everybody hi. Hey, everyone. It's so good to be here with you. Hey, man. You know, I'm talking about commitment, or we're talking about commitment today. That's something that we lack for a long time in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ was commitment. We thought we was committed. Then we got the truth of the world, of uh, the word, and then we realized that we needed to become committed. We did. We just followed tradition is basically what we were doing. We thought if we go to church, that's being committed. But really, we were just snacking. <laughs> we were just doing what we thought was right in the sight of the Lord. But being committed is uh, fully laying your life down for Him. Amen. Yeah, I couldn't think of a better way to put it because when you fully lay your life down to Him, that means the old person you once was is dead. Definitely. Um, when you when you become committed and you lay your life down, this new person starts coming out. And it, I mean, as you as you press in to Jesus, as you press in and worship Him like He deserves, you make Him the Lord of your life. That means He owns you, and that's not a bad thing. It means He knows what's best for you, sure. and He can help you through this life. You don't have to sit around and worry because he's got it. He's got your back. Amen. That's right. And and as you will tell him, I'm sure that the devil only has one tool, and that's it. What's that tool? Fear. And fear is a lie because Jesus said it is. Yeah. Fear brings torment, and we don't need to live our life in torment. Because a Christian that isn't committed will live that kind of lifestyle. 
all the time. Yeah, I mean, you you may think you're not in fear, but if you're worrying, you're in fear. That's right. You forgot how much God truly loves you because you're sitting around worrying. Amen. Perfect love. Cast out fear. Amen. Because yeah. fear hath torment. Amen. Yes, you know, I, I was <clears throat> thinking there, you know, the Bible tells us in Romans 12, 1 and 2, uh, Paul was telling the, the the Romans there, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is in a reasonable service. And then you can drop down in verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, I notice uh, two things there that really stood out to me when I was reading that. The Bible tells us, uh, Paul told the Romans there, that we are to do two things the way that we submit to God, and that's holy and acceptable. There's two ways that we need to commit to God, holy and acceptable. So let's look at that word holy back in the old Hebrew. The old Hebrew for, for holy is godesh, which means apartness, sacredness, or separateness, showing that God is altogether holy, sacred, set apart uh, from his creation. He said apart from that. And if you look up the word acceptable back in the old Hebrew, I mean, it means to receive favor or to take pleasure in well-pleasing. So we see that it truly means to present our bodies holy and acceptable unto God, and it's further reasonable for us to do that, isn't it? It is. I mean, if you think about it, um, in your carnal in your in your flesh, when you love somebody, when you truly love somebody, you're going to do anything you can for them. Yeah. And um, think about it like that. If you truly are committed and you truly love the Lord and you get to know him more and more, you're going to do anything for him. You're going to lay down your life for him. You're going to want what he wants. You're going to want to hear what he wants you to hear. Right. You're, you're going to look through your spiritual eyes. Amen. When, you're, you... when, you, say, when you talk... When, when your speech will be different. When you say things to yourself, it's going to be different. It's going to be his words, not your words. Amen. And I think that a lot of Christians today are, are saved and they're going to heaven, but they're not committed to doing what God said to do. And, you know, as, as we said in our discipleship training, having God's promises active in your life only comes as a result of believing God's promises are active in your life. And that comes after commitment. Yeah, and another way of looking at commitment is um, when you look at commitment, I mean, it, it, it's got so many different meanings. Uh, yeah, I lost my words. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, maybe it'll maybe Holy Spirit will bring it back to our well, remembrance here in just a minute. So let's look a little so, bit further on what Peter said. Guys. Let's look what Peter said in, in, in uh, 1 Peter 1.16. Jesus had Peter write, because it is written, Be you holy, for I am holy. Okay. We've got to realize that Jesus is altogether holy. There's nothing about him that is unholy. He proved to the human race that he was committed to us when he hung there between the heavens and the earth and suffered the cruelest death that's ever been recorded in the history of mankind. Jesus proved to be committed to us. Now, I really believe this to prevent, to, you know, to present our bodies to God in any other fashion other than holy would be wrong because he told how and why we should do it. 
Jesus even went farther when he told us to be holy in all manner of conversation. Look what the Bible says there in 1 Peter 1.15. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation. If people hear us telling dirty jokes, if they hear us bad-mouthing another person, if they hear us pushing our agenda, if they hear us doing all these things and, and trying to build ourselves up and tearing other people down, that is not holy conversation. So now, if that's the instruction of the Lord, then it's time to make a commitment that we're going to step outside, that we're not going to step outside of what he says right. Jesus, realized this, has already committed to you, hasn't he? Well, of course he has. He has and then proved his level of commitment, like I said, to the whole world so nobody out there could doubt his motives. That's awesome to think about, isn't it? Yes. When you become a Christian, you forget. Some people forget or are not told that they are a son and a daughter. You have a father in heaven. Amen. He is your father. You have everything that the father has. It belongs to you too, as, as a as an inheritance, and uh, you're destined to reveal the Father to the world. We are destined to do that if we just follow in His likeness. We will start becoming like Him as we are committed. That's the goal: is to become more like Him. Amen. Die to ourself and become alive in Him. I love that. I love that. You know, we, we do this as Christ did. How do we do that? We commune with the Father. We walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we bring the kingdom of heaven to earth through the demonstrations of power and authority and all the context in showing the love of God to everyone. Amen. That they can have that too. Absolutely. You know, we can actually sit here and talk about our marriage. Uh, let's take that for example. Most, you know, if Liz and I are talking about our marriage, if we was not committed to one another, this marriage wouldn't work, would it, honey, if we're not committed to one another? That's true. And, you know, we can look at that as a covenant that we've made to each other. Right. And it's also a covenant, not just a commitment, but it's a covenant. It's like a contract you are making when you get married or when you give your life to God. Amen. That's exactly right. Now, you know, commitment only on my part or Liz's part would never work, and our marriage, it, even though it would last, would not flourish. Well, the same is true if we stop and think about this. The, the same is very true in our commitment with the Lord Jesus. I promise you, he is 100% committed to you. Now, listen to me. Not only is he committed to you, he is committed to your success as well. Now, a lot of people's not told that nowadays. Jesus is committed to your success. So we can plainly see that one thing missing is our commitment to him. So I want everybody listening to realize this truth that I learned some time ago, that Jesus is not only committed to you, he designed you for accomplishment. And then he engineered you for success. And on the inside of you, Jesus placed seeds of greatness. Now, let me ask you a very, very, very personal question. Knowing that truth, how many of us have watered? 
those seeds, those though that they can bloom. That's where a lot of people fell in it, honey. Amen. Amen. That's true. And if you're wondering how to water those seeds, it's with the Word. Amen. The Word is what brings life to those seeds Amen. That, that's been planted in you. When you committed your life or when you said, I want you, Lord, as my Lord and Savior, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I want to go to heaven. Well, that's not where it stops. It doesn't stop with just, okay, I'm good. I'm going to heaven. No, you've made a commitment. You've made that covenant. And you need to find out what the purpose is. Why did you get saved? What is God's purpose for your life? And you can't do that unless you cultivate those seeds or water those seeds by reading the Word, finding out more about God, find out what your identity is in Christ, and uh, start becoming like Him. Amen. You know, I, I think where a lot of Christians, and, and, and I may be totally off base here, and if I am, please forgive me, uh, you that's listening, but I think I'm on point when I say that too many times, Satan comes along and steals your joy after you were saved by the marvelous grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The troubles and trials and, and disappointments and things that he puts in your life, we lose sight of the fact that, hey, we have been saved uh, and we're on a new path. And we need to kind of be like David there in Psalms 51, 12, where David actually said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Now, he didn't say my salvation. He said thy salvation. So we see that that comes from the Lord Jesus now, not many Christians have asked the Lord to restore to them the joy of his salvation and get a fresh feeling of just how good it truly is to walk in the joy of being committed to him. Well, why are they not walking in this joy? Well, the answer is so simple. They have not made a commitment to the Lord that they are going to do and take whatever he says over what the world says. Too many Christians are worried about what the world thinks of them other than what Jesus says them. Jesus said in Colossians 2.10 that you are complete in him. And if you're complete, that means you lack nothing, doesn't it, honey? That's exactly right. We don't have to worry about that no more. So why can't we just become committed child of God, knowing that we can walk toward the center of his will in and for our life, and allow the blessings of God to start flowing in a way that we never dreamed possible. Because I want to tell you, the overwhelming joy that comes from what God has already supplied in the supernatural, a lot of people look at it like that, but that ought to be actually natural as a child of God in our life. But we call it the supernatural. Everything that God has provided there. He's provided your happiness. He's provided joy, peace. Uh, and you know, something that you know we, we can't even begin to fathom the goodness of God that He has supplied there. And the only thing that's stopping us from receiving that is a level of commitment on our part because God is committed to us and He proved that through His Son Jesus when He hung there on Calvary. Jesus per absolutely just went above and beyond to prove His level of commitment. So we, as children of God, ought to become committed to him on a level that the standard of the Bible says that we are and so we can come in line with the word of God and be who Jesus said we are. So let's look just a little bit more here. I've just got a couple, a couple more verses of scripture here. Not only are we committed to God, we need to realize that what we say, just the very words that we speak 
either life or death. I want to prove that to you. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If that death and life is in your tongue, how you say the words that your spirit hears, your heart, your spirit hears, are the determining factor of how committed you're going to be to the Lord. If he said that you have life and power in your tongue, for an example, let me give you an example there. People will actually tell you, I know they've told me a lot of times, will say, oh, my back is killing me. To which I respond, well, is it hurting or is it killing you? Because if it's killing you, then we need to call the funeral home and get your funeral plan. I mean, that's funny to look at, but it's true. If we have that power in this little old flapper we've got between our gums, if there is power there in life and death, then we need to start watching what the words we use are because too many times the devil will come along. The forces of hell will be evident. They will come and they will come at you and then leave the very thing that they brought that caused the words. And a lot of times we as Christians tell the devil, to, you know, Jesus said in James 4, 6, to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Too many times we resist the devil and then we rebuke him and tell him to go, but we never address the problem. We never tell the devil, not only do you leave me, devil, but in the name of Jesus, you bring this wrong thought with you. You see, you've got to tell the devil to take the problem he brought with him when you tell him to leave. Let's look at Proverbs 16.3. The Bible said, commit thy works unto the Lord and your thoughts will be established. You see, we're talking about commitment today. And when we do this, when we establish our thoughts, when we know who we are in Jesus and that we're complete in him and we know what the scripture says and we are beginning to... Uh, to become committed, there's a different us in action there. I mean, look at, you know, you can go back to 1 Kings 6, uh, 861. Let your, let your heart therefore be perfect unto the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes, to keep his commandments as at this day. So we're to walk there. Now, I, I'm certain, I have no doubt that, we, you know, you, you, you that's listening, you're sitting there, you could probably come up with a lot more scripture. I know there's more there. I ain't got time to get into it. But I want you to see here is, that the lack of commitment on your part will result in your walk with God be hindered from receiving his very best. And you have the right to do that. James 4, 3, he said, ask, you ask not and receive not because you ask a myth that you may consume it upon your lust. Know who you are in Jesus. Know what belongs to you. And simply ask him and become committed. Wouldn't you say, honey? Oh, definitely. Um, the Bible also says to be, be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you're looking for a purpose for your life, if you're looking for the will of God in your life, you have to be renewed in your mind so that you can be transform, transformed into his will for Amen. you. Amen. That you're doing the works of Jesus, that you're being doers of the word, not just hearers only. That's what it says in the Word. Don't be just doers of the Word. Be, don't just be hearers of the Word. Be I mean, doers. That's, that's what I've experienced most of my Christian life is people just being hearers of the world, Word but never doers of the Word. And Jesus a big not, difference. Amen. And Jesus not one told us, told us to try to do it, did he? He said do it. He did. Just to be doers of the Word. We don't yeah. have to second guess that. We just do it. I mean, when you're walking in freedom because your commitment, you are committed to the Lord and you're walking in that freedom that he gives you through being committed, you're going to want to tell people about Jesus. Amen. You're going to want them set free too. I mean, you can't help it. 
you just it's just in there it just starts flowing out of you 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 have different desires you have different ways of looking at people when you see them you're like I wish you know I wonder if they'll let me pray for them they don't have to live like that they don't right. have to live on barely get along street get over on glory boulevard that's right <laughs> <laughs> you know uh and and that plays right in I believe you know that too many times we ask God for something that will only benefit us, and that's wrong on every level. You know, you could look at John 16, 24. Well, Jesus said, ask that your joy may be full. But, you know, we don't need to ask in terms like, Lord, I just ask you, would you let me win the lottery? You're giving me the winning lottery numbers. You see, that's wrong. We shouldn't be doing that. You're asking with contempt in your heart. We must be committed to learning what he said the way he meant it and the way he said it. See, that's a lot of times we... We, we, we read a verse of scripture, and I'm sure we've all done that. I'm not pointing fingers at nobody. But too many times we read a verse of scripture, and we don't really get the meaning behind that scripture or what Jesus was really actually trying to say. Yeah, or we just think it's for them back then. It's not to us personally. Everything that's written in the scripture is to us, Amen. to every Christian that's reading the word. It's not just words on in a book it's actually like a love letter to us that's right you made me think about that song uh in the sweet by and by well that's <laughs> going to be awesome but what about the rough now and now you see <laughs> right now is when we need commitment we don't need committed when we get to heaven that's right right now to have this level of commitment demands separation from the world the yeah. world has nothing to offer us no more we need to know what our identity in Christ is now, not when we get to heaven. Absolutely. And we need to see, I mean, the blessings are here. The blessings that are from heaven, we can have the blessings of God. All his promises in the word are yes and amen. He said that. Absolutely, he did. Everything that he's, everything in heaven really is promised to us. We can have it, but we don't always believe it. The having comes after the believing. The having comes after believing, yes. Absolutely, amen. And, and to be committed to God means it's less demanding that you've got to worry about with the world. Amen. Yes. Um, you know, we can look at Luke twenty two thirty one. 31. Uh, came to mind there. Um, when Jesus told Simon, he said, Simon, the, Satan hath a desire to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I pray, that you, pray for thee that your faith fail you not. You see, people become committed, but yet don't try to let their belief match their faith. We can be a committed children of God. And, you know, the Bible said, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works, is what Paul said. Mm -hmm. I believe that Jesus, what Jesus said we could do, we simply do it. I don't second guess it. Jesus said we could do it, I just do it. And one thing is commitment. He told me I could be committed to him, and if I become committed to him, He's already committed to me. You're talking about a perfect union. Man, that is perfect, isn't it? Yes. Amen. Yes. Uh, Most people don't believe that when you become, when you are born again, that your spirit is united with God. Your spirit is united with Him. So you could start thinking like Him. It's, the Word says we have the mind of Christ. Well, that's through our spirit. Mm -hmm. And we have to get it in our flesh. It's all right there for us to access in our spirit. 
Amen. We just have to believe it. Absolutely. <laughs> and we don't always believe it. We don't feel like we're worthy to have all these spiritual blessings. You know, that's another thing I've heard a lot uh, yeah. is I don't feel worthy. Yeah. Not one time did Jesus say anything about your feelings, did he? No. He made he, us worthy. He's not mad at you. No. Some denominations will lead you to believe that God is mad at you all the time. And that keeps you beat down. Sure. He's not mad at you. He loves you unconditionally. Amen. Romans 8 and 1 tells us plainly that there's no, no, more, no more condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walketh not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Yes, that's the key. Amen. We're walking after the Spirit, not the world. Yes, right. That is huge yep. right there. We're walking after the Spirit, not the world. We have to be separate. We have to. Amen. We live in this world, but we don't have to take part or be partakers of the world. And we can still have a beautiful life. We can have a more beautiful life by living in the Spirit than we can if we live in the flesh. Because the flesh just reaps corruption. Right. But the Spirit... Life everlasting. Galatians 6, 9. It's yes. awesome. Yes. If you sow to the Spirit, you shall love the Spirit. I mean, if you sow to the flesh, you shall love the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. And that, that starts now, not absolutely. when you get to heaven. That's right. See, a lot of people think that, that everlasting life, well, it is when you get to heaven, but it starts right now. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to live forever there in the presence of Jesus. And everybody listening to this realize that you are going to live forever. The only thing you need to worry about is location. So will your eternity be smoking or non-smoking? I mean, you know, that's the question we need to ask ourselves. But if you want a happy, victorious walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, it all starts with commitment. After you're saved by the marvelous grace of God, when you become committed, there's a different you in action at that point. You're not committed to the negativity no more. You, you, you'll be able to mark that. When somebody talks about, you know, uh, something happened in their past and they spread it like all over social media, and I'm not going to name any names because I'm not going to do any advertising for them, but they go on social media and they say, yeah, that's right, uh, so-and-so, or somebody says something and they re reiterate the fact that something that's happened in their past and that's how they, no, listen, we're to lay those things down. We're better than that. You know, we are saved children of God, one that's committed to the Lord Jesus Christ, doing what he said to do, walking above the pitfalls and snares and the folly from that no good lying devil because Jesus said that we can we, we have the power or the authority over him. A lot of people think, think they do. You, there's too many scriptures backing up. You know, Jesus, Luke 9, 1, you can see where Jesus gave his disciples power and authority over the devil. So if we had it then, we've got it now. I know it works because I, I mean, yeah, I use it all the time. And if you would get to the place to where you would take the word over circumstance and become committed to God, you yourself, friend, listen, we'll start seeing victory in your life. You know, there's, you know, one thing after you're committed, once, once you are totally committed to him, you can't help but get hungry. That's right. Then you're hungry for more and more and more. And it just becomes, it's a, it's a start to a lifelong journey of being committed to Him. Amen. Of wanting to be holy because He is holy. Amen. And one thing, I know we're getting ready to come to the close of this particular podcast, uh, but there's one thing that Liz and I was talking about earlier today. Third John verse 2 says that 
you know, and I want you to everybody to realize that we're not talking about prosperity here, but this is just one thing we was talking about because I'm not saying that. Don't nobody take me wrong. But Jesus said there in 3 John verse 2, I wished above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospereth. Now that that's more than just money. I mean, that's just that's more than then, you know, that's talking about your happiness, joy, peace, contentment, right on down the line with all of it. And if, you know, the Lord Jesus has blessed you, or if you're not committed, you you become committed, and all of a sudden, all of these miraculous things start happening to you, then you're going you're gonna to see 3 John verse 2 come alive in your life. And I think that's awesome to think that Jesus said, Beloved, and that's us. Mm-hmm. If he wished above all things, now you think about that just a minute. If he wished above all things that we would be in health and prosper, even as our soul prospereth. Wow, that is amazing. Now, we're talking about the soul. That's what you can see, taste, hear, feel, and smell. Not your spirit is talking about your soulish. But if you become committed, that verse comes alive on the inside of you. Suddenly, there's an awakening that happens. Commitment comes into view, and all of a sudden, things change, doesn't it? Well, your soul is made up of your mind, your emotions, and your will. Think about that. Your will. Amen. But then, think about it like this, too. It's a gatekeeper for your life-making decisions. And you could either it could either have effect on you of good or evil. Amen. I want the good, don't you? Yeah. The Emory was talking about Prosper. You know, it does... That can be financial, but that's not the only thing. It can mean success, flourish, and thrive. Amen. In your relationships, in everything that you set your hand to, in the way you conduct yourself, as being holy, that's that will flourish. Everything that God has for you will flourish and thrive is what prosperity. Being prosper, the word prosper, that's what it means when he says he wants us to prosper and be in health. I mean, isn't that awesome? That above everything, our health and well being and prosperity are connected to the prosperity of our soul. Amen. So, you know, I know that our spirit man, our spirit, the spirit part about us is already prosperous, but we have to get it into the rest of us. We have to get it to our soul, our mind, our emotions. Let those also be prosperous. And before that can happen, commitment has to take place. Definitely, definitely. So that one right, that, that, I want Liz to read something so profound that she had written earlier today. Don't know where she found it, but this is absolutely amazing. I want everybody to listen to this statement right here. Well, through Jesus, you have already been filled with success perfection and glory within your spirit like I was just saying but in order to have that flow out of that life made manifest in your outward life your soul needs to be in in agreement with your spirit that's huge you know your mind has to believe the things that your spirit already knows that God is downloading or God is showing you in the word so your mind has to agree with that. You have to come in alignment with what God says. Amen. To prosper means to grant success. I love that statement. God grants that success to us because we're committed to him. Once we become committed, everything changes. 
And people that out there that's not committed, Jesus said in Matthew 9, 37, his disciples, you know, Jesus looked at the disciples and said the, that the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Yeah. All we got to do is get committed to God, and then everything starts to change. And we be, realize that we want to labor with him. We want to be what Jesus said we are. And then you can look at, you know, in Matthew 10, 1, what Jesus did for his disciples. He gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. I mean, look what Jesus did for his disciples. Well, praise God. Do you think he doesn't do that for us today? Yeah, and we need to, I mean, it's never too late to start. You may think, well, I'm old. It don't matter. I, I can't learn all this stuff. Yes, you can. It doesn't matter what your age is. You can renew your mind. We have to lay our life down every single day for him and let him work all things for our good. That's what it says in the word. He will work all things to our good. He has our best interest at heart. Amen. You know, I was thinking about John, and we're getting ready to close, but John 14, 12, Jesus said, really, really, I say unto you. Now, that's, that's, in other words, that's you that's listening right now. He, I want you to pay close attention to this. This is where commitment comes in. He that believeth on me. Jesus didn't say in me. He said on me. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. Don't worry about the greater works. Become committed. Do the works Jesus said you can do. And then you, my friend, are destined for greatness. Well, in two, talking about your soul. If your soul believes God's promises with hope and expectation, positive thoughts go out. And that which has spoken, that has been spoken to you, mixed with faith, will eventually manifest. That's huge. I love that. And as your soul prospers in alignment with his truth, ways, and purposes, your whole life will prosper. Amen. Your whole life, not just part of it, not just financially, but your whole life. Amen. That's exactly right. I know we're coming, uh, coming to the end of this particular podcast and the level of commitment that, that it takes, everybody looks at it so hard, but this is the easiest thing in the world you'll ever do is just become committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Before I ask Liz of any closing things, any comments or anything like that she wants to leave you with or maybe I can leave you with, is I want you to know if you're listening right now, you feel like that you have got nobody to talk to, you can't, I mean, you have nobody to talk to about being committed to the Lord Jesus Christ, you, you're, maybe your own pastor, somebody in your church, they're unapproachable. Uh, you don't really know how to approach them with it. You would like to know what this is all about. Please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. Our number here at Victory Ministries in Johnson City is 423-262-8407. Again, that's 423-262-8407. If you prefer not to talk, you can reach out to us by email. Our email is info at victoryministriesjc.com. You can reach us there. Also, you can go to our website. You can contact us through there. I'm trying to make this as easy as I can at www.victoryministriesjc.com. Those are ways you can reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to talk with you, any questions you may have, so that you can get clarity on how you can become committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I can say with all certainty, that Liz, I know you're committed. Every day. Amen. I laid my life down before him and say, Lord, I, I am committed to you. He knows I am. 
and he knows my heart. He can see it. I don't even have to tell him. He Amen. already knows. That's right. And I and you know Liz will tell you the same thing. She's sitting right here with us. When we say reach out to us anytime, we really mean that. We've actually had people call us at twelve o'clock at night. We've talked to them half the night. So, whatever that you need, folks, please again reach out to us. Liz, what closing thoughts do you have for our listeners here today? I mean, I, I could probably go into a bunch of closing thoughts, but I want to get you your your closing thoughts on today's podcast. Well, your mind, back to talking about our soul, uh, your mind is part of your soul. And it will prosper when you dwell on his goodness, uh, the goodness of God and his promises and his truth. I mean, it will. It just automatically happens. When you dwell on those things, when you dwell on things above, when you dwell on his promises, when you dwell on all the things that's true, Instead, because the truth is what's going to set you free. That's right. When you dwell on those things, then you automatically prosper in your life. And so I just want to bring out the point that it's really important to watch over your thoughts. Amen. That's very true. You're, you know, always keep your thoughts aligned with God's truths and resist the things that are contrary to his word. Amen. Because the word is the truth. And that's words want to set you free. Amen. Yeah. You know, listen, everybody, go out and let James one twenty two come alive on the inside of you. Be your doers, not be don't don't be hearers only, but be you doers of the word. Go out and just do what Jesus said you can do. And our hope for you is that that you get this knowledge and you become committed to God. I'm gonna ask Liz if she would pray for you. That's listening right now. That maybe you're in the valley, maybe that you don't know what commitment is. You would want to be become committed. I'm going to ask Liz to speak blessings into your life, to pray for you. So, honey, if you would, go ahead. We'll dismiss with this and let these people know that there's hope for them. Father, we love you so much. You are our Lord. You are deserving of all the glory. You are deserving of all of our praise. You are deserving for us to lay our life down before you each and every day. And anyone that's listening, Father, help them to understand why commitment is so important in their life, how it will change their life, how it will give them a new walk, how it will make them talk different, how it will show the world who you really are through their words, through their actions, and being doers of the word so they can be doers of the word, Father. Just help them with this commitment. Anyone that needs you, anyone that's listening to us that needs you, that needs a closer walk, help them and nudge them, Holy Spirit, and tell them commitment is the start of that. Commitment, and then everything else will follow if they just become committed, completely committed to you, and know that the love of God is shed abroad in their hearts, and it passes all understanding, but they can have that love. Whatever they're searching for in this life, Father, that that love is going to fill that void, that your love is going to fill that void in, in everything, that the missing pieces, the things that they were trying to figure out, they don't have to anymore because all they need to do is become committed and let you show them. Let Holy Spirit show them what is next each and every day. 
that they can just look to you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. You that's listening, again, if you need to call us, 423-262-8407. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. Uh, if you would like to support us, you can always go to www.victoryministriesjc.com. There's a support button there. We deeply appreciate it and pray that God will reward you overly, overly, ten times over for helping support us get the word out to this lost and dying world. We look forward to to being with you next time. Listen, as we continue on in the podcast, but the next one coming up, we look forward to seeing you then. And until then, may God bless you as our prayer. Thank you for listening to Doers of the Word podcast. Victory Ministries JC wants to show God's kind of love in all the lives we touch and interact with. There's hope in Jesus and we're here for you. If you need prayer or have a need pertaining to what we do or want a personal relationship with Jesus, please feel free to contact us at 423-262-8407 or our email is info at victoryministriesjc.com.